we are here with Troy Johnson. He is getting ready to enjoy a float. Troy, what we want to do is kind of talk through your floating history, what led you to floating, where your stress levels are today, what's going on in your life, and then we're going to get you in the tank for a good hour, a good float to just zero that out. Very excited. It's been, uh, we actually just saw uh, prior to recording, because I've floated here before, it's been one year since I've floated last. Um, as far as uh, intro or history to me floating, I've done it once here in Pittsburgh. I'm initially from New York, for those who don't know, and I've done it about three or four times out there. I had a great experience every single time. Nothing like levity, though. <laughs> Nothing like le- Where did you float at in New York? Uh, it's It's been so many years, I honestly don't remember. Uh, only ask because um, there's somebody up there that owns a studio, and I can't think of the studio's name. I'm really sorry. His, I think his, his name might be David Beckham. <laughs> no kidding. As I, as I was like going through the files of like, what's this dude's name? Because I can see him, and he floats here. Um, he's part of the Pittsburgh Orchestra. So when he's in town, he floats here. But he also owns a studio in upstate New York. Um, so I was thinking how wild that would be. Well, it wasn't upstate. I was I floated in the city. So, yeah, I definitely don't know David Beckham. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. he's. It, I'll be darned. Yeah, I'm almost positive. What led you to floating in the first? Um. So... When I was 19, I uh, just started changing my perspective and my, my outlook on life. I became more introspective and mm. uh, more interested on just like I, it's like some type of higher learning, higher knowledge, mm. um, higher existence. And um, I started meditating a lot. Like it's a part of my daily life. Right now, I'm, I've mm-hmm. fallen off a little bit, but <laughs> I, I generally do it, and uh, I think it makes me a better person. And when I heard about floating, which I don't remember exactly where or how I did, it basically just sounded like a much more intense, deeper meditation. And um, I, I never got to do it or haven't been able to. I'm still very interested in it. I really like the idea of astral projection, mm-hmm. and I do think it's possible. Um, I believe in like I got a spirit world or whatever you want to describe it as. So <laughs> I think initially I was like, oh man, if like I'm cut off from all senses, I'm cut off from everything, I'll mm. totally fly out of my body and I can go see the pyramids and I can talk to other things. <laughs> other things like aliens. Aliens, gods, goddesses, I don't know. As long as it's not evil, like give me some knowledge. <laughs> Very true. What could you tell us about astro projection? When you say that, for those that are listening, what does that mean? Um, so my understanding is that we have a, a soul, um, or like a, a soul which like contains an astral body or like a light body, a spirit body, mm-hmm. so to speak, and it's supposed to be connected to us through this like energy kind of tether. So if you were to float out of your body, so to speak there would be like a an energy cord that keeps you connected and so it's it's really just supposed to be uh, again just my understanding is like that spirit body i don't know if it is the soul i don't know exactly what it is but it's closer to the real us because where the body is just flesh it decays it's not necessarily the real us it's just the shell so the astral self is closer or is the real us, and it it connects us to that plane that kind of keeps everything in motion. And supposedly, when you astral project, um, a few things can happen. I mean, you can just like fly around like your town or the world and go see things, or you can potentially like you know tap into like aliens or other beings or s- stuff like that, which is all stuff that you know I truly believe exists. And um, like I said earlier, with the like seeking higher order, higher knowledge, like I would like to communicate at that level with the universe. I do believe I feel energy, and I do believe in some way I, I communicate. But it's not, it's not always too conscious. It's just like I mean, you know me a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. a go-getter. Mm-hmm. I go. I, I actualize things. I mm-hmm. make things happen. And I do believe that 
while that is me, there's also a force that's meeting me halfway. Mm. I'm extending my arm and mm. I'm willing to receive. So there's like another spiritual arm like, here you go. And the other thing with that is it's not always even the way I expect it, which I'm sure as a, a business owner and someone who's also doing things, you understand that. So with astral projection, it's kind of just a, a way that I've understood to to tap into it further. Same with like lucid dreaming, mm. which I have also not been able to do. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a lot of work. Um, that sounds really in line with psychedelics, with the use of psychedelics. Is that a pathway? Because, for example, to share... Um, the analogy of that spirit self and separating it from the body with the use of psychedelics, the old analogy of you're almost turning the dial on a radio on an old transistor that you just hear the crackles and the spins and then whatever you line it up and all of a sudden you can hear Idaho KDKA whatever it may be. <laughs> How does that play a role with psychedelics? Um, I think they're very similar. So I, I left it out earlier, but I'm not opposed to sharing. When I was 19, what really helped put me on this path or deciding to understand things of this nature is because I had a, an intense mushroom trip. Mm -hmm. And after that, I had many intense mushroom trips. <laughs> um, so I think they go hand in hand. And I think psychedelics for me i believe natural psychedelics like not acids like peyote and mm -hmm. mushrooms and things of that nature mm -hmm. do have a place in this world now for me i've i'm 26 now i've been tripping since i was 19 and i mean i've i've done it you're experienced uh, yeah right on right <laughs> Jimi on. hendrix i am experienced <laughs> and you know i'm not gonna lie i you know i had a trip a few months ago mm -hmm. but as I've gotten older and I have a natural understanding of myself and like kind of a natural wisdom, I still think that those things can help me, but mm. I am erring more on the side of finding these things through natural means like meditation, like floating. Um, mm. Yeah. Like I used to smoke weed every day uh, prior to 19 and of course after, mm. um, but you know, like I barely do it now. I used to drink a lot more. Like I'm pretty sober, and mm. I'm just trying to just surpass myself every day in in natural ways. Right on, man. That's where I think we're also seeing as a society there used to be a big taboo around psychedelics. Um, as much as misinformation as there was about marijuana, equally if not more for psychedelics. Now we're in a time in civilization where it's being utilized to help people pass over also to break addiction. Mm -hmm. So I, I think our society as a whole is a much more open to those experiences. Where 19-year-old Troy, if you're 27 years ago, if you would openly say that to people, they'd be like, oh, you just want to use mushrooms. You're a teenager. <laughs> you're a silly boy. You're going to eat mushrooms. Where it's like, you're no. never going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to turn into orange juice. Orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... that. Now it's like that's those are the tools for your mind to evolve into being a better person. And those tools that you use have now led you to the point where you're seeking that in a natural form. You haven't gone down the path that, you know, those old taboos have said. And so that's that's a great thing. It's a great building block. It's a great way to start, um, especially, as you said, like you found floating. How floating now a handful of times, how have the floats gone for you? So every single one has been great and I would say a success. Um, just like you've mentioned to me, the first time I, I did it, and I think even the first time I came here because, you know, anxiety and, and things fluctuate and shift as you go through life. And now that I am sober, but I'm also tackling a lot, that brings more <laughs> stress. Um, I think that I had moments where I was like expecting something. So the first time I could say it's like, I'm like, all right, I'm basically in like the womb of the universe. I'm cut off from everything. I'm flying out of my body. I'm talking to God. <laughs> and then like, I think when I floated here, even it's hard to remember, but I think I was 
a little bit off the like astral projection. Like, okay, it's not necessarily going to happen now. It'll happen when it does happen. But I think I was expecting like I'm gonna like figure this out or this is gonna happen. And I, I also think that's part of my personality that I'm trying to curb. So. I forget what the question was. That's all good, man. All good. It was taking you from your first float until how they went for you. Yeah, so they've always went well. It's um, it's just understanding how to maneuver through it in the best way possible, I'd say. But I can never say I've had a bad experience. I've always come out glowing, feeling better. I could say today, you know, I have some things that I do want to focus on, like think about, but I'm also just going to kind of let the experience happen. And I already know I'm going to feel good. And coupled with the fact that I already feel good, which right. is a choice. Happiness is a choice, everyone. Very smart. Very wise to say. That's um, one of the things that when we first opened, it was really tough to curb people's expectations. Um, they would they would watch a YouTube video of someone sharing their experience that maybe that was their hundredth float, and they're thinking they're going to come in here for the first run and like have that experience. And it's so tough to kind of pump the brakes on people. But I think, as you said, I don't to have no expectations or expectations really hamper your experience because you think this is what's going to happen and you're disappointed when it doesn't. To go in and give yourself an hour is is very crucial of just getting through it. Kind of like we host some folks that do marathons who share at a certain point of that race, I make a decision in my head, I'm getting through it or I'm not. In the same way with a float, that you just have to get through it. Because sometimes, here's a good question, have you ever came to understand something about yourself that wasn't so good in a float? Because my floats have been so spaced out, I, I can't remember, but I can answer that generally. Like, I've definitely come to realize that in meditations. Yeah. Uh, daily life, girlfriend telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> she being, like, you know, the like my baseline. So it's like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. She says things my mom has been telling me and my dad have been telling me for years. It's so tough, man. It's so tough for that... Uh, to receive feedback and um, he's had a conversation with my wife the other day and I was, I was sharing with her um, and it, it was just it, we've been together now since we were 20 21 years of age so we're coming up on almost being together 20 years I can believe me at 20 years you can say a little more few things than you can at five and six so I just said like said something and it just it wasn't right and then I thought to myself am I only wrong when I recognize that I'm wrong that's a wow that's a profound way of looking at it yeah I mean it's hard so I feel like this is a hard thing to say amongst like individuals but i've been experimenting and thinking a lot about uh, i think certain like absolutisms like mm. i believe in absolute truths um i i think i it's it's crazy and i feel like a lot of people would blast me for saying this but whatever i um i really feel like everybody innately knows what's right and wrong i don't actually think that there has to be like written moral code written moral conduct I think we we know like what is right and what mm. is wrong, but you know through many things in society like we're not focused on that. So, I I think that's interesting, what you said. But I, I would definitely say like I think you and you came to realize it clearly like you knew or you always know what's wrong, but as I said, because of the way our our lifestyles are like we're not just out living like monks or foraging, you know, there's a lot to take away mm -hmm. from realizing who and what you are, who and what you've become. Right on, man. That's where it's, it's a difficult balance. It's a very difficult balance, but I would agree with you. And I am, I'm staunchly opposed of broad stroking a lot of things, but what you said is one of the very few that you, you, you understand. You know when you did something wrong. You know when you stole. You know when you did something 
you took from somebody or you took advantage, you know, and there's an awkward feeling that comes up when that happens in a relationship. And you're right. I think as human beings, we innately understand that I did wrong by that person. And we can only push that down so long before it comes up. Before it comes up and you're, you're just upset with yourself, you're acting out, you're self-destructive you know, in many ways. But I think you only have certain amount of that that you can suppress before you succumb to, this is just who I am. I think people incorrectly do that and paint themselves as that's their character. Instead of saying, you know what, yeah, I was a shithead. I acted so inappropriately. I did take advantage of that person. It's the easy way out. Right on. I mean, it's... Accepting things is hard. I, well, I should say accepting negative things or things that you don't want to look at is hard. But when it's in your face, it's like, well, I did this. This must be me. It's, just, it's easier. And it's an excuse to be like, well, I can just continue being a dick and just be like, well, <laughs> this is me. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why I think it's so powerful to be in the flow tank because there is no hiding from that. There is no like fooling yourself of talking your way out of it. Well, they, you know, six months before he said something to me and it's, it's like, no, nah, man, no, you had that moment. You had the choice. As you just said so wisely a few minutes ago, the happiness is a choice. You had the choice to say something to cut that person down. You made the choice to act incorrectly. You made the choice. And so what if they were, they were mean to you or unkind to you three months ago? That says more about them. The conversation I would have with young adults at the time was, you know, yes, you said this, but it was your choice. No one made you say that. No one made you do that. And I understand circumstances, but at the same time, I think we're both very aligned with that we have the power of choice. And when you're in the tank... There's no distracting, no distractions for you to get away from the choices you've made. Um, so with today, man, like, how are you feeling coming into the tank? I feel good. Um, you know, one of the first things we, we touched on or you wanted me to speak about was, like, stresses and, like, mm. where I'm at. Um, I mean, I'm five months into being self-employed. I'm three years into being a... Uh, pretty successful musician toured uh you know in the netherlands and canada uh done a lot more than uh, like your average upcoming musician would would have done and uh there's a lot on my plate along with like as everybody has uh childhood traumas still working through and you know i had a very good life i definitely grew a privileged life um but at this turning point at this current like crooks in, in my life uh, a lot of these things that I've always been doing and I, I haven't been falling back and saying that is that's just me but I haven't fully known what the problem is and known how to change uh, again and in a good way you know like my partner has really helped me understand or at least see them so I, I feel good and I'm kind of going in today to kind of just understand those things a bit deeper if I can. You know, I made that comment, happiness is a choice, because mm. I solemnly believe that, and I have for years. But along this path, you know, you it's it's the path is supposed to be straight, but it's really a giant, like, wiggle. And when you hit that curve, you know, sometimes you lose some of your canned tuna or whatever you're traveling with. I don't know, your canned <laughs> beans, like... Supposed to be a metaphor for your happiness. I think we all followed you there, <laughs> sir. I think we understand. We lost our can of tuna right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, I've recently been kind of at that point where my baseline is always happy or always more positive than probably the average person, but like it's not the real me. Like I'm, I'm there. There's some stuff covered up. There's the, the people that I'm close to are are facing. Uh, some not so nice versions of me and I, you know I'm trying to uh, dispel that because I, I know that it's not really who I am and to say that oh I'm a business owner and I'm this I'm that is just an excuse uh, and especially because one thing that my partner always reminds me of is like as I climb the ladder higher and higher there's only going to be more that is on the plate 
So I need to know how to deal with this stuff now yeah. so that way when I'm in the next position and then the next position and the next position, uh, there's always going to be obstacles, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I can just... I don't want to say steamroll because I don't want to make it seem as if I'm just blowing over without being cognizant of what's going on, but I can glide mm. gracefully <laughs> through. Glide gracefully. You are right, sir. That's, um, I think, what's what you shared, I think one of, the, one of the difficult things is I think I struggled with too is those people that, have to deal and experience that unkind side of us are the ones that we're closest to because we reveal those scars and that hurt to only those that are closest to us that we trust. So when we do lash out, it's it's because we love them the most and we trust them the most with our most inner thoughts and hurt and all of you know the things that are coming along. And, and you're right, man. You, it's a, such a wise perspective to take that things aren't going to get easier as your plate gets more full. I mean, I'll I'll take a step back, and I'm a big Jeff Bezos fan. People hate on Amazon all the time. But I would just like to see how he handles things. Do you know what I mean? Like I, like an Elon Musk, a Joe Rogan. like so, I know exactly. Kevin Hart, The Rock, all these people that we like – it's tough to fall back on those excuses of like, ah, I'm just busy when there's people like that out in the world doing it. Like you can't really say you're that busy. No. I mean, I, nope. I have, I have this conversation with um, my wife every couple months where it's like busy, busy, busy. But like every Sunday you get that screen time report, right? Like how many hours a day are you spending staring at that phone? And let's take a look at which apps you're spending time on. So don't tell me that you're that busy and you're right that's so wise with that mindset because it doesn't place blame like i'm not blaming anybody look we all like to zone out we talked about escapism a bit and the phone's one of them electronics are one of them but it's only when you start to complain and use those excuses where it's good that it would be nice if everybody had a partner like yours that gave you that balance. Do you know what I mean? That yes, was brave yes. enough, wise enough, and loves you enough to say, like, hey, man, like, nah, not really. I'm not taking it this time, Troy. <laughs> That's not the truth, sir. Yeah, I, uh, I love her for that. Um, I mean, it, it's it's been a blessing, you know. That's, like, the other thing um, is, I think, being grateful mm. is huge. Um, like, I pray. And it's not, like, in the traditional, like, I don't read the Bible. I don't, like, I, don't, I can't say it a legitimate prayer. <laughs> I don't know a single one. <laughs> I know with amen, you. and that's it. I'm with you. Um, but, you know, I try to, both in the morning and when it sporadically happens throughout the day and before bed, just, like, you know, say, like, thank you for mm. the fact that I can walk. Thank mm. you that I'm alive. Thank mm. you, like, I have friends, family, water, like, a, a lot of stuff like that. And, um... I think it just, it's about like taking it back to like a lot of like base feelings, base instincts, base necessities, and also differentiating between wants and necessities. Mm. I like clothes. Like, you know, I've got the Jordan ones on you right do now. You nice sneakers on, <laughs> sir. I've noticed those. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, you know, I don't need these. <laughs> There's a, a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, being a new business owner, mm. I've definitely noticed uh, the cost that you have to put in to business. And so that has definitely made me reevaluate purchases. There's been a lot of things that have, but that's definitely one of the biggest things. Because not only am I funneling money into music now, I'm funneling money into music and what it's ultimately paying for my music stuff. Yes. It's, it's a recalibration process. That is for sure when you're in a business of like what becomes essential versus like what keeps us going and it's crazy because just had the conversation like we are um we're right in the middle of another uptick of the coronavirus and hosted a restaurateur this morning and he was just like we're not going to make it we're absolutely just not going to make it he's like we're down to the point of like looking at like how much of the budget can we strip just to keep the lights on 
And he's like, we're looking now at straight necessity of like, what do we have to order? How many plates? How many tabletops do we have to turn? How many people on staff? In that business world, like you said, that that's a great recalibration of um, what you want and what you need. And with that, man, you came in, you shared you have some stuff going on. What's a one through 10 stress level where you're at? And let me share with you, you present always very positive as people Thank get you. people get to meet Troy as he handles our audio engineering here and he's part of our ep- future episodes always presents always super happy good positive vibe I've never heard him say a bad word uh, negative or uh, I'm just not feeling it today but it is interesting with behind the mask because you did share you have some just logistical things if you put some brakes rotors on your girlfriend's car there's things you got going on you've got our account you handle a handful of other local social media management what's your stress level one to ten man uh i don't i don't know i i honestly like because you asked the question and, and i kept talking so i was thinking about it i i feel like i don't i would just say i'm confused i'm not even necessarily stressed i'm just confused because as i shared before about in like absolute truths, I also believe that like for just yourself, you always know what you need to do. And because I'm relatively connected to myself, I I really do believe that for me. But just because I I it's in there, <laughs> but that doesn't mean one the steps are in motion, they're being taken, and that also doesn't mean that all the answers are completely uncovered. They're like artifacts fun fact i wanted to be a paleontologist when i was younger so it's like i i don't have my little like duster thing and i'm not necessarily digging through everything so that's i think that's a better adjective to use for where i'm at i'm just i'm confused i I know i'm capable i know i can handle but i'm just like yo lord whoever's out there please just let me know i need some where i gotta go with that said, we are going to get Troy into the tank for 60 minutes. We're going to walk him through. He's been to the studio before. He's an experienced guest here, but still just going to get him in. Uh, we're going to do some bit of magic here. And when you come back and get to hear part two here with him right after the break, be much more unconfused. I'll be a new person. <laughs> <laughs> Troy 2.0, son. <laughs> Peace. Deuces. Thank you for listening to our Flowcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. And now we're going to drop back into the conversation to see how Troy enjoyed his float. Welcome back, everybody. We are here in the studio. Troy just got out of his hour float. Um, Just kind of welcoming him back to the world giving him a few minutes to collect his thoughts. But how are you feeling, man? Very refreshed. Everything is uh, slower, but not too slow that it's like I feel like I'm in a trip or a bad dream, just like kind of gliding by. And I feel light. Everything's bright. That's awesome, man. You look and sound different. It's um, probably one of the greatest things about owning a float studio is being able to see the relief on people when they come out for the first time. And um, it's always one of the, just the more, one of the most humbling things to be like, yeah, th- this works. This isn't snake oil. This, you can see it on people's faces in their, in their, you know, demeanor. Um, it's been about a year since you floated. Like I said, it's kind of wild. So how was that for you? I mean, like I said to you when I came out, um, you know, I feel like I haven't tapped into, like, certain memories and, like, you know, I said my my third eye. I haven't felt it, like, open like that in a while. Um, You know, I was thinking, like I said earlier, about, like, childhood traumas and things of that nature. And um, I feel like when I was newer to some of these things and just, I guess, a bit more practice because I was doing less in life I was a very visual person mentally and like I saw a lot of things either that I wanted to become or things I went through and I felt like I 
had that again in a very refreshing way. So I, I think, I mean, I wouldn't like to rank these things, but it's like I would probably say this was the best float just because it's a culmination of like my current wisdom, my current state of understanding. So yeah. it was kind of like I, I almost would say it's like I didn't necessarily learn anything new, but I can't even say that fully yet. It reinforced things that I've already understood and have kind of given me a clean slate or a cleaner slate to build upon what has now been reinforced. Understood, man. And I think that's one of the very important things to take in with the flow, but also that you don't have to solve the world's problems. You can go in there and just be and recharge your battery and see how the operating system works with a recharge battery. Even to gauge how you feel now, 12 hours from now is the real kind of barometer of like, how do you feel after a good night's sleep? How is your mind after releasing some stress? Because um, as we chatted about in the part one before, fl before the float, working with small businesses during this time, you know, managing their social media, all the plates that you have spinning, how, how do you feel them now, those responsibilities? I just need to be organized, which I'm, I don't think I'm a disorganized person. I mean, you see me, I have a notebook. I tend to write a schedule every day, but there's just, you know, always like bolts that can be tightened. But I would mm -hmm. say on, on like, I have, it's either five or six clients now with you being the newest mm -hmm. or latest. And um, it's at that point where I don't have to like, worry as much about what I'm bringing in. I'm pretty comfortable. Mm. But now with that, I can kind of see like if, if someone's open to the idea of social media or something in the media field like podcasting, whatever, it's like I can do it and I can take the money. But I think what I'm realizing now, it's like I want to work with quality clients mm. rather than quantity. I mean, of course, like I want more money. <laughs> Who doesn't? That's just, Who doesn't? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like it'll fund my, my, I always look at this as funding my real dream. Cause like, I'm not going to be doing social media forever. I'm going right. to make sure I get what I really want. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's really quality over quantity because like we said, when we were doing the first podcast before I floated, you know, we did, we cr crushed 20 or 30 minutes with ease you know, it was very natural. And like, <laughs> at the moment, this doesn't feel like work. This feels like right. I'm hanging out with a friend. Right, And man. Uh, we're providing knowledge and entertainment. And, you know, like, I can say that about most of my other clients. You know, I'm not going to reveal who, but there's one right person on, right that on. I'm a little... <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with everybody but fucking Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's great, but that dude. No, that's... I mean, it makes sense. And you are... Um, not new to the path of social media, but new to the path of managing businesses, social medias, where you have five clients now. And what you shared that this has been kind of a new endeavor for you because you are first and foremost a musician. Correct. So how, how long have you been working with businesses for their social media? Like how long has this business endeavor been going for you? <laughs> um, post float i know i'm sorry man <laughs> no i just had to count the months <laughs> for the viewer for the listeners he counted on his fingers that's that's a float brain that's okay <laughs> um i mean i quit my job in december just before christmas <laughs> right on what were you doing um i was working at trader joe's <gasps> that's my heart i absolutely love trader joe's i love their brand and if they're horrible to work for, please don't tell me. Don't don't uh, shatter my little <laughs> glass heart. No, no. Honestly, I. <laughs> truth be told, like I have had resentment or like not great feelings, but they're not actually bad to work for. Like right. the the thing that I have described to people when I talk about it, and what I would continue to say on air is just like, 
you can cap out at like 30 bucks an hour. So in a place like Pittsburgh where rent isn't ridiculous, you can make a great living. But if you're a, a driven individual, it can be soul sucking. Understood. And that's so that's my only gripe. But like if you just want to live comfortably and have a family and, you know, do your five year 40 hours a week and, you know, fishing on the weekends or whatever you do, like it's a great job. So when you you uh, stepped away from that in December, so you're looking at roughly, well, let let's be honest, let's take out the uh, the Corona months, those three months. You're looking at like, in the short matter of just three months, in a crunched economy for businesses, you've still garnered five to six steady clients. That's a really strong validation for you and for your skills. But I think as you continue to move, I think it's wise to be selective in who you take on so that you do have the moments of like, man, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this. I can't believe this is what I do. I can't believe this is my thing. Because when you become the anomaly, when you break that mold and you reach out past and you start creating that life, I always like to share with people, you become the example. So when things are tough and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do this, or like you said, man, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a good job, man. 30 bucks an hour here in Pittsburgh, and you work your 40 hours a week, and you go in and you do your thing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But man, how much different... I don't want to put words in your mouth, so let me ask, how different is it now in the entrepreneurial world doing what you're doing compared to working at a 9-to-5? Objectively, like off the top, it's so much better. It's amazing. But the the real thing, and I know you know this, is it's a roller coaster, you know, especially because I'm still establishing myself. I mean, I don't even really look at Corona just because for me it wasn't a bad thing. I just look at it as I quit in December, but really started working mm. in January. Mm. And so like I have five months under me and like you know it's just it's just a learning process of you know doing business doing legal business yeah. <laughs> um yeah. you know uh rapport like it's just a lot of things it's just a learning curve you know it feels great but there are also those moments where i'm just like holy shit scared like how yeah. how can i keep this going is this the right move like because you know we kind of talked about this before like Without these words, Trader Joe's was comfortable. Mm. You know, as much as I went mm. in and like would really not be happy, I could guarantee that I was going to bring home a certain amount every single month mm -hmm. just by showing up, mm -hmm. just by standing there no matter what. You know, now it's like every dollar that I make has to be calculated. And so that can just be scary. But I've been up for the challenge um, and like, you know, things like floating where it can kind of reset me. It's like, you know, okay, like you're here, you're doing well. You know, mm. like I have on Thursday, I have another shoot um, with this uh, 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 laboratory. They're a glass shop. Very you know, cool. I've just before actually getting um, Alex is his name as a mm -hmm. client. I mean, we just hung out at his glass shop and, like talked about politics and life and drank beer like it, it's it's that open friendly communication like we've already talked about hanging out beyond business mm -hmm. so it's like it's one of those moments where it's like i'm gonna go in on thursday and i know we're gonna have fun and then it's like at the end of the month he's gonna hand me a check and it's just gonna be a smile on both of our faces because i we haven't had an official photo shoot yet, but I started, I did like a m quick one and I started managing his page already. And, you know, he's already up 15 or 16 followers off like seven posts, you know. And like I said, I don't really smoke much anymore. I don't know about the world of glass bombs, but I'm learning. It's cool. <laughs> I know. Well, it's an art, right? Any yeah. type, any type of like, whether it's culinary art, whether it's glass making. Um, what have you, when people are passionate about what they do, it's very infectious. It's very, you want to learn about like w whatever it is, but, um, man, that it's, it's such a good feeling. I can imagine for you knowing how much you've achieved in just those five months. Yeah. When I feel down or upset or anything, 
that's definitely what I go back to. That's kind of like mm. the okay, but like it's been a short time and I've done and I've done this. And like, you know, my dad's a, a business owner. He owns a tree service mm. and like my mom kind of manages all the finances and like one thing I can be honest about and I was like thinking about it in there is like, I think like I've struggled because I wasn't good in school and mm. like honestly, I wasn't doing shit with my life until like I had my first trip and all that. Mm-hmm. I think I've like struggled for a long time with trying to impress my parents Mm. and like more specifically my Mm. dad because Mm -hmm. of our relationship. And, you know, I had a conversation with my mom the other day, as I said, she manages the business. So she's helped me start the legal process. Understood. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Shout out to her. (laughs) And, um, you know, she was like, dude, like you've gained like five or six for clients like in this short amount of time like you know you, like you close deals like you, you you're making it happen it's it's not like it's a it's a building process so i'm 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 grateful i just i just get nervous about keeping it together <laughs> well, right on man and, and i think that's one of those ways where a tool like floating is so important when the light when i like the term spinning plates because that's pretty much what I feel like business is at some point. You have all these plates that you're spinning and the plates are staying on top and you keep spinning them and spinning them and then you let one go and it starts to slow down Well, you tend to another one and you have to go back to that one and it's a constant back and forth. So to be able to get in the tank and kind of clear everything out and give yourself time for reflection is so crucial. And um. I see you as a, it's probably hard for you to believe, I see you as a type A personality. Girlfriend, <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to believe. You know, honestly, I just didn't really know what a type A personality was before. Um, I'm not super into astrology, but I know a little bit, and I'm an Aries, mm. and it's just like, as soon as I read what type A was, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, an I'm stubborn as hell. Like, I'm always trying to run through seven walls and make sure I get the goal and then some. And Right. Well, <laughs> th- that's the path, man. And that's, like, uh, as you were getting that business advice, you, uh, to be able to to close that gap, to have six six good clients that you work with on a monthly basis, that's just your first step. Like, that's your first step. Once you get that first one, now you have six. A couple months, you're going to have ten. And you're going to have to scale yourself and work with those who are good clients to work with, who don't have a good, don't have a strong pushback, that let you be creative, that let you do what you do. But, man, that, that's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. When you look back and you have those ten clients, you're going to look back and be, saying to yourself, ah, that was silly. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have had those moments of, of scared because it's just part of the process. But that's, that's what fuels you. And you'll have the naysayers and those people that um, it's not necessarily negative. It's, it's not negativity at all. I think a lot of people get that in their head where someone's going to say something mean or tell you that you're, you, you know, you're faking it or you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes that comes in the form of, hey, Troy, I really love you. I just want you to work at a regular nine to five so you don't have those scared moments. And those are incredibly tough to push back on. So the fact that you sit with those moments of scarcity, of concern, and you manage them and work through them, man, that's what I mean. You're building now. You're in the building process of doing what's right and putting together a strong business. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My man is sitting here post float with the starry eyes. It's it's um, it's truly though one of those things is is you evolve and go through that. Y- it's just a good understanding that if you've never been responsible for creating your income and you've only been a W two and you you get. And love that term that you have for like those kind of people. <laughs> well, I, I used to call them civilians. I used to call them civilians, and I felt that was somewhat derogatory of, like, beneath, and it's it's not. The, those folks just get a W-2 at the end of the year, and, and that's what they're going to make, and I tell you, I, with friends that still work in the education field, I have the conversation with them all the time of, 
they don't think they're brave enough to, you know, step out into the entrepreneurial world or start something. And they'll talk about like, well, you, you don't know, man. You like, you don't know how much you're going to make every year from year to year. And you're right. I don't. But no matter how hard they work, they'll only ever make what they're guaranteed to make. Where I see a young man, ambitious, creative, smart, hardworking, good demeanor, well-balanced energy like you, and I'm like, well, Jesus, this man right here is going to, he can make definitely more than what was guaranteed for him at his other job. Like, but you can't, there's a Benjamin Franklin quote, and that's, that's old school, but it's, you, um, I'll butcher it a bit, but the premise is you can't have security and freedom at the same time. You, you just I can't. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and I mean, as weird as it probably sounds to people, part of the fun of this is not knowing, and that's one of the things that's actually great about the float is like prior to it and being, as I said, confused, you know, you get wrapped up, uh, you know, shit, biggie, like, more money, more problems. Like, you get wrapped <laughs> True. up. Rest in peace. Truth. You get wrapped up in what's going on, and, like, you tend to to focus on the problems, and, like, I feel like you, you then hyper-focus on the fact that you don't know, mm. so that creates more fear. But, I mean... I got this far and did everything I've done because I didn't know. And I was like, yeah, but like, I believe. And I mean, that's, I think probably also one of the things that scares me most is just like, now that I have two major things to juggle, mm. I fear that I'm going to give less to one and more so I'm talking music, but again, like everything has worked out. It's just knowing and letting it and balancing. And that's, you're right, man. It's a very difficult thing to be able to um, release that control of being, okay, I definitely don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm going to give it my all. Um, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, and some days are going to be better than others. And when I do have, man, I tell you, I, uh, I look back, and I'm, one of the things that I feel most cherished that was instilled in me as a young person was a work ethic. And I was fortunate enough to grow up with both parents. Both of my parents worked. My mom was a secretary for 25 years. My dad uh, worked at a power plant. And good day or bad day, he always put his boots on, like, the next day. Th there was no this, like, ah, I'm going to sit around and feel bad for myself. It was like you take that and you apply it to the business world of some days are going to be absolutely great where it's a home run and you close three deals by lunchtime and you have a killer lunch and the afternoon's gravy. And then there's going to be other days where it absolutely kicks you in the teeth. And really the next day, like you said on the first part, it's a choice. It's a choice. You get up and you put the boots back on and you go back to work, man. That That's the only certainty in this deal with entrepreneurship, if you put in the work and you don't hide and you put it all on the line, it, it pays off. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know where this quote came from, but someone said, life is work. Mm. And that's just the truth. <laughs> I mean, beyond just a business sense, I mean, you could break it down to your body and like your mm. cells working or, I mean, each, walking to your car, walking to go get your bacon, egg and cheese, like that's work working out you know it is and that's where that's where you find out who you are i uh wrap up here with a good quote uh my grandma shared with me and she said really there's two people there's two types of people in this world don't overcomplicate it there's two types there's people that will move the picture frame to dust and there's others that won't and she was like you can run that you can run that as deep as you want and find every, you know, nook and cranny, but you're going to find that people are on one side of that line or the other. And the ones that are successful are the ones that aren't afraid to move the picture frame, do what needs to be done and do it right. And that's what you're doing, man. And, and I'm so proud to know you and it's super cool that you're part of this. And where can our folks find you? Um, so 
really <laughs> the only way that you could search me currently is through the music page, which is Abstract Theory Official. Um, I am a solo artist, but the Abstract Theory is a group, which is more of the primary focus. Um, and then my company that is still forming is called Reeves Media. I will have a website and contact information business card soon. But, you know, if you are interested in services of my sort, you can uh, reach out to Dave here through Levity and we can get in contact. Absolutely. Troy, I can give a quick disclaimer. Even if he's sitting in the room, I'd say it, whether it wouldn't or not. He's super professional, offers great services, is honest, upfront. There's no tomfoolery. He's a straightforward person, positive energy, great guy to work with, and super professional. Anything else before we get out of here, man? What are you going to do after your float? What are you doing out of after here? Well, I don't know how long we're working, <laughs> so I'm going to work with you until it's time to go. But um, when I get home, I'm probably going to create my schedule for tomorrow. Smart. Um I mean, really, I'm just going to, like, hang out and talk to my girlfriend about this experience until bedtime. And we also just got cats, uh, like, two days ago, and they're feral. So we're actually, like, getting them, humanizing them, getting them used to human touch and us. So I missed dinner, which we usually do together um, so they can get used to both of us. So I'm probably just going to hang out with them and hopefully... My cat's name is Atmos, short for Atmosphere, my favorite hip-hop group. Um, I'm hoping, you know, he'll give me another hand sniff because he's been sniffing my hands. And <laughs> that's like, I can get excited about that because that's all I got right now. <laughs> this morning, they each ate from our hands, which was also a huge step. So, yeah. And if I get a finger sniff, it's a good It's day. a good night. <laughs> yeah. Ah, my man. If it sounded, if you heard that calm in Troy's voice after his float... Um, and you're thinking, hey, you know what? I could probably use some stress relief myself. I could use some time to sort out some things. I can use it just to be, just to recharge, just to relax. Hop over to schedulyourflow.com. Schedule yourself in for a 60 or 90-minute float. See how you feel. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is levity412. Same for Facebook. And if you have any questions and you'd like a more personalized answer, please feel free to email at hello at levityfloatstudio.com. Lots of love, and until next time, peace. I want to relax, relax, put my mind at ease. Good friends and good vibes, now that's all I need. When life hurts, come down and flow to levity. Let your problems wash away into serenity. Whoa.